0: This is Impact with Don Wenner. All right. Well, thanks everybody for uh, for uh, joining us here. So, Andy and Tina, if you mind uh, starting us off? Tell us a little bit about yourselves and uh, how you came to uh, came to be here with us today. What about your career and background? All right.
1: I'm Andy Glemser. This is my wife Tina. Uh, we Uh, Met out of college at our first job uh, years ago down in Malvern, Pennsylvania and at that time uh, I left After a couple of months to start a landscaping business and eventually started an IT consulting business with my brother Ray So this was back in 1987 So I was involved in that business with Ray for about uh, 30 years and uh, Ray had since uh, taken over the business and sold my interest to him a few years ago. And now I just do some independent consulting. Uh, That's my primary job. But on the side, uh, my wife, Tina, and I invest in, uh, you know, a single family real estate work. I I do the physical work and Tina does all the people interactions. You know, she's uh, good at that. That's kind of my background. Okay.
2: Uh, so my name's Tina married to Andy. Um, you didn't say how long it's been trying to be safe, but, uh, about 27 years and, um, uh, I used to do marketing, uh, in a previous life and now I just manage the properties that we do have. Um, and the rest we invest with Don in properties that I don't have to manage, so that's good.
0: Tell us about your, your project in your garage.
1: <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm not a mechanic, but I'm, I'm in the process of building a Jeep. Uh, my son wanted to do a father-son project with me, and about three years ago, he said, Dad, we should get an old Jeep and fix it up. And we did that. We bought an old Jeep, and everything about it was bad. So we bought a new frame to start, and then basically ended up buying all new parts. And my son was really not all that interested in doing it. so. While it is still a father-son project, it turns out I'm the son. So I'm working with my father, Ray Glemser, he's 85, and uh, you know together we're doing it. So we're almost done. I'm declaring it mechanically complete. It doesn't run, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a Jeep. It looks like a Jeep. No, no. no. Next, we just gotta get
2: it working. So. And it's all three garages. <clears throat> it's not just one. It's, one. it's a big Jeep, three garages.
0: And what's the what's the real completion uh date you're expecting i, I
1: arbitrarily arbitrarily chose uh, july 4th for the first run so it just right. gives me something to focus <laughs> on it's it a may a not look good scale. it may not have you know be painted the way we want it but i want to be driving yeah, it by july down, 4th straight. that's the goal yeah cool. i actually when we, when we originally did it the intention was to put it on the back of a it's like an rv be able to take it around the country and we saw we always talked about having it down in St. Augustine, trying to get up and down the beach there after the hurricane. So someday it'll make it
0: to St. Augustine, I'm sure. Awesome. Cool. Appreciate it. Ray Sue, you want to take over? Tell us a little bit your background.
3: Yeah, my name is Ray Glemser. I grew up in Philadelphia, then went out to Bucks County in Warminster, then came to Lehigh University, which is how I came to Bethlehem. I stayed for three degrees, computer science and industrial engineering. Computers applied to manufacturing, then Andy and I started a company in, in uh, IT, applying IT, it now focuses in life sciences and compliance solutions. And as Andy said, uh, we also got involved in, in real estate. Um, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, I, when I came to Lehigh Valley, I got started. Uh, we started you know, the PhD, the, uh, the real estate work, and then I met my wife, Sue, and we've been married for over 20 years now.
4: <laughs> 21 years tomorrow. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> today. It's today. It's today. It's today. It's yeah. today. Uh, We're married uh, 21
3: years
0: really? <laughs> <laughs> Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> it's today. 21. Wow. Congrats. <laughs> yes. Congrats. Awesome. Should
2: have
4: let her go first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been married to Ray for 21 <clears throat> years. Prior to that, I worked <clears throat> at um, an investment company and stockbroker. So I was a stockbroker for twenty, twenty-five years, and I ran the retirement accounts at Lehigh Securities, which was then bought out by four different banks, finally by Bank of America, and that's when I retired. And then uh, since then, I've just I've been a, a wife, and I have two children, and that's it. <laughs> so then I'll, I'll talk know. about
1: uh,
3: real estate a little bit. So uh, then I was uh, attended um, Lehigh Convocation for. You know, graduation. And Donald Trump flew in. And, you know, way before, you know, we have the current way Donald before
2: Trump. He was president.
3: And no matter what you might think about Donald Trump, he is a very dynamic speaker, right? So he came in and he gave a wonderful speech. It turns out that his brother went to Lehigh for a year, then went on to the Wharton School, and then eventually died in a helicopter accident. And somebody, when he was when Donald Trump had a book on the art of the deal, somebody made the connection that his brother went to Lehigh and got him to come to Lehigh to kind of pitch the book. So it was about business and it was about deal making. And, you know, say what you want about the man today. He was very dramatic in speaking, very insightful. And he had two things that I remembered always. The first one was any deal business deal, whether it was real estate or anything else, uh, had two components It had price and terms and if i give you your price i can put any term i want put a lot of terms on on your deals and so i remembered that and the other thing he said a lot of people when they're trying to do a deal they don't pursue a deal because they don't have any money so he said there's always money." you can, so really pursue the deal and then get the money so i i remember walking out of the you know the, the stabler arena at lehigh university looking around. I'm wondering how much that building was that they made.
1: i wondering how much
3: this <coughs> land is worth. It really got me involved in real estate. And I came eventually to a uh, German professor months later. And uh, he was interested in getting rid of his house. And so I told him, I'll give you your price, but I need a second mortgage <laughs> because I don't, I mean, I was making $300 a month. I had no money. Right. Okay. I was a student at Leon. But I, I went to the convocation. I listened and I tried it. I tried what he said. And uh, sure enough, he, he gave me the second mortgage and then I, my, I got my brother Andy involved in it. And I think maybe, maybe, you know, five more years, we'll get another one. And Andy's involvement within a year, we had three more. So we had like, I had like a half interest. Instead of having one house, I had half <coughs> interest in four. So I had like two houses very quickly. So I saw really working in team was, was pretty good. And then we, we kept going and we had a bunch of student houses and that we, we were trying to pay it all down get it all cash, make it like the way we would live in it, right? And everything. And, uh, and then I am decided like, okay, I wanted to try to do something else. And uh, somebody had mentioned that Don Wenner was in town. I said, well, I was going to buy another townhouse and diversify from Lehigh University. And somebody said, well, Don's actually, if you give him a loan, he'll be able to, you can, he can buy a townhouse for you and you'll get 10% on your money. I thought, 10% of my money? Like there's, there's got to be something wrong with it. So we, uh, my, my, I was getting maybe what one half of one half of 1% of my money in the bank. So we, I went out to meet him, and, and then we went to see the house, and we saw the project manager, and we walked there. It was in right? And it was in power and, and his house. This was in 2012, and that house was in much better shape than any student house I ever bought. And I remember Sue <laughs> saying, "There's no way we're going to invest in this. This is not." I said, "No, this is very this easy is to fix up. This is much better than we've." Andy and I had done in the past. So we, we basically did a mortgage, right? And so and sure enough, 10%, when the whole deal was done, we got 10% of our money back. So I'm ready to get my money back. And John said, hold on, there's a two more, we got a couple more houses here before you put your money back, do you like that deal? So we went to two simultaneous houses again, we did those. And they and were all he nice said, houses hold on, and nice neighborhoods. Yeah, was, they were nice. Right? And then he said, hold on. Well, we got a fund, right? There's an outside fund that we went to. And I was able to keep putting more money in. You don't have to go one, one, one house at a time. We can put a fund in and we can get a bunch of houses. So we did that. That was an outside fund. Uh, he actually attracted my banker from uh, Embassy Bank, Jeff Sella, to come to work for him. Or, or he, he was doing things on the side, but he was pooling investors together. And then eventually when that looked pretty good he said well why don't you bring that into my own fund which is what we did and i just kept adding more to the pile as we went and and then we you know invested in other properties and then i was able to say so i looked at the returns he was giving me i look at my returns with andy it was like seven eight percent we were getting much much higher returns as a silent partner so like i think we should Andy I, I think we should sell our pro- everything we have and go with that so We've done that and we've had rates of return from 10% to 25, 35%, just fantastically successful real estate. So uh, you know the thing I like about working with Don and all of this is that he treats me better than I treat my customers. He treats me as my best <laughs> customer, and he's he's always delivers on what he says, <coughs> and the returns were superior. So I basically put all everything I have. Into the different, you know, we can talk about what those what those tools yeah. were, but it just went. John just proved himself every step of the way to the point where it was so far superior to the model that my brother and I were able to put together that we just sort of cashed out and said we're gonna we're gonna go on this ride. So we're very very impressed with what you've been able to do, and we do like through because we know real estate. Yeah, you know, building dreams and building true solving problems in real estate was something that was very easy for us. Why we focused on it to really have the real estate roll up into something much, much bigger. <coughs> you know, part of a really exciting uh, company and program. Awesome, yeah.
0: thank you. John?
5: Hey. You. So my name's John Miro, um, native to You're the area. You're not a brother, of right? Not, <laughs> not, that's yeah. right, I'm not a brother. Although, <laughs> did we not all attend Lehigh University? We did, yeah. In engineering? Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brotherhood. Right? <laughs> it is a brotherhood. So, Native to the area, my wife Mary Ellen's not able to be here today. Um, Why is that? She is running the London Marathon this weekend. Really? Wow. She's, wow. she's a she's a very serious runner over these last ten years, wow. and uh, she she's accomplished a lot in, in running. We're, we both stay very busy in both vocation as well as avocation, and uh, I'm proud of what she does uh, in both fields. She um, she's been a teacher and an administrator and a principal in the Allentown Catholic School System all her life, and she refuses to give it up. She keeps on doing it, and uh, she does a wonderful job. She, she really gives a lot to, to the to the process of educating young children. And um, she's very hands-on. Uh, one of the projects I'll just briefly mention, one of the projects she did years ago was when the space shuttle program was was going along at a pretty good pace. She, uh, I, I'm into racing sports cars, that's my avocation. so she, she runs racing. She, uh, she took my, my racing van for a few months and had her father help convert it into a mocked-up space shuttle, complete with articulating wings. And,
2: wow, This, this is just like a
5: third-scale space shuttle. And she used it as a, as a teaching tool for, for these kids. And actually, she, she had set up a, a mission to, where would a space shuttle go? I guess it's sort of a, the concept of space. She set up a mission to Mars or whatever, and that was on the other side of Pittsburgh. And this space shuttle got put on a flatbed truck and, and all the educators and the kids went on a trip across the state, met with the governor's wife and uh, had the space shuttle mock-up. And then they landed the space shuttle in Mars, Pennsylvania, as a matter of fact. That's what it was.
4: <laughs> it was Mars, I'm Pennsylvania. Sorry. And
5: then came back and so she did, did all her life. She's done those kinds of hands-on, really intensive. Um, she put so much of her time and her effort into teaching kids. So she, she's, she's nice a great she. educator
2: i'd um, like to meet her next time yeah awesome. yeah to, to
0: make sure you racially. tell us about her racing and how that
5: kind of came to be yeah yeah absolutely yeah well, did, should i tell yeah, you that yeah go yeah go ahead tell, you tell, tell you us about, a little yeah, about she, that well yeah it's it's um i had mentioned that she just started racing around 10 years ago um, she actually lost both of her parents within a few months of one another and so and she was very close to her too close to her parents uh, and she was there every day and um, so, having lost them she was it was a difficult period of time, and she would go out on walks just to clear her head you know we live out in the country and um, she realized that how therapeutic it was to just get out and walk and think about life and, and and think about what happened with the parents and and then she started to put in a couple miles doing this and then she thought, well, maybe I could just run and jog instead of walking and she so this whole thing she started to to, to be out and put on miles and she well maybe i could do a 5k race they, they, they people get together to do this i have to do this alone and so one thing led to another and she did 5k races and 10 10k races and half marathons and full marathons and that's how it all came about as a means of seeking therapy for having lost family and uh now she has done a half marathon in all 50 states Twice, and she's on her third round. She's, done she's f-
2: gone over the pond. To yeah, yeah
5: she's, that's oh, right. What, she's, more than that, yeah. she's done. She's done a a full marathon on all of the seven continents of the world, and now oh, she's completing much. the Abbott Six, which is the world's six biggest marathons. After London, there'll be one more, and that'll be the Boston, the Boston Marathon next spring. She'll be doing wow. that, um, and all kinds of other stuff in between. It's just amazing to see her. At our age, yeah. put yeah. that kind of energy in, into doing something that has meant so How much to her. How
2: long ago was it that she started?
5: About ten years. Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
5: <laughs> and, she, and she's blessed to have the kind of makeup and, and, and stamina and strength. Yeah. yeah. And it gives me a lot to worry about. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's
5: great. So um, <clears throat> I've been in engineering all my life. Went to Lehigh, and, and following Lehigh, I went to MIT for an advanced degree, and uh, came back to Leah Valley. Um, worked in engineering. Eventually, uh, along with six other partners, formed up our own uh, consulting, engineering consulting firm uh, called Conmec. Uh, the idea was originally just to do engineering consulting, but we ended up in the manufacturing at real very pretty quickly. So we we started to do uh, worked on big industrial rotating machinery and gas turbines and compressors. And, um, Went from just consulting work to making parts to making new complete machines here in the Lehigh Valley. So it was quite an experience. Uh, Did that and um, get out of that. So I've been an engineer and I've been an entrepreneur in that that sense. Uh, uh, Entrepreneur of the year for EOI. I was fortunate enough to to be recognized like that. we had one of those pretty fast growing companies Don, but not not like DLP.
4: <laughs> but it, was, it
5: wasn't bad. <laughs> so we were recognized that it was nice. Um, I've had a restaurant. I've had a. T- or, tell them what restaurant. Uh, do, we, do we really want to get into the details? At least, at least the overview on it. Because it shocked
0: me when I heard, at least, and, and probably some of the people in this room have probably spent some time there. It layers as well.
5: into racing. I've yeah. raced along with being an engineer, I've raced cars all my life. And. Uh, and I have worked my way up to the point where I've been able to race with the big boys, as I call it, Daytona and Sebring and Pocono and Watkins Glen. Um, so it's it's been an important part of my life. And uh, uh, what, what was your point, Don? The restaurant, the restaurant. Oh yeah. So that's why I'm doing the racing end. because <clears throat> when I when I got out of the Convac uh, company, we sold the company. It ended up ultimately being owned by General Electric, which was a, a nice achievement. Uh, to have built up something from scratch with my friends. It's little guys from Pennsylvania right here, right? And we built up something that was of such value to, to a big company like GE. Was something that was of great pride to us yes, I can to have done that. So, um, but being in racing at, at the same time, so we got out, and I, I, I wanted to spend some time focused on racing. So I had some racing friends from Ohio. They were uh, actually field development group. They were kind of a, more of a builder. Than a, than a real estate developer, but um, got involved with them and um, they were racers. They had professional racing operation. So I had this chance between my engineering and racing, got with those guys because I wanted to be racing, but they also made their money in, 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 in development and building things. And they had this chain, this national chain of ended up being over a hundred um, sports bars called Banana Joes. Probably oh, right, Benangers, Benangers, right?
2: Benangers. Benangers. In yeah. So that's, Aww.
5: so that's, I got involved with these guys and I was racing cars at a very high level at that time. Um, as a matter of fact, I ran in the race that Dale Earnhardt senior fit his, the last race that he finished before his death. I, I ran, I ran in that race with him and his son. So I mean, I've, I've had these wonderful opportunities and, um, uh but anyway, this, this, that's that's how it all came about, and and uh, I got these guys involved when what was the name of the Jillian's Billiards Club had been involved with the railroad station in Allentown, after it was B and G Station Restaurant. Oh, Grew up around here, you know all these things. Yeah. And Bruce go going B and G, and it was a really great restaurant. Mm-hmm. Then after he got out of that, Jillian's Billiards Club took over. They left, and there was there was just this, this building. Well, I. Me and my wife were always in love with that building, oh. the old train station well. in yeah. Every
2: time I drive past it.
5: So it became available, and, and I told my, my racing friends and business, because I got involved with their business a little bit too, helping them out as a business development person. So why don't we put a Banana Joes here in Allentown? And, and they did. Um, shortly after that, I, I kind of, these guys were wonderful to race cars with, but when you're in business with somebody, you, you find out more about them mm-hmm. and how they run their business and I I really don't do business that way. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the opposite of the way Don does business, the way these guys did. And I had to discover that the hard way. So I I wanted to back out of that involvement, that investment, so um, I took on Banana Joes. To get away from them and their company, I took, I didn't want to ever be in that business. (laughs) I'm an engineer. But to to, to protect my investment, I took that business in exchange for my investment. let them go back to Ohio. And I did my best to run it. Uh, and uh so that that's how that's how that went. I ran it for six and a half years, I guess. Oh I had I had a professional management team of people in the hospitality business that ran it for me. I just yeah. went down and during the day and mm-hmm. took care of the landscaping and all the building. I love doing that kind of physical work and then they ran the business at night. So Do
2: you still yeah. own the building?
5: Or- no. The Rothrocks own the building. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a, and that was a great relationship. It was a really neat experience to, to not just do engineering, but then that, to do racing stuff and then to do this other type of business. And it's in the public sector. I'll never go back to the public sector. <laughs> Lesson learned there. <laughs> but, but the thing is, I was determined to do it. And that's a tough business, banana Joe's that's, that's a very difficult business. But I wanted to do it as best as you could do it. So I became friends with the with the mayor and with the police chief and with the fire department and with the health department and with you know buildings and codes and every department in the city i wanted to work with and that's how we did it we and we did some joint projects too with the city for families and whatnot and sh- car shows on our parking lot mm-hmm. when the indy cars raced at nazareth they came down to banana joe's parking lot we had uh tire change competitions and stuff we did a lot of. we were part of that downtown 500 uh thing that Allentown mm-hmm. used to run
4: so you know Mario Andretti.
5: No Mario Andretti. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So, so I did a lot of stuff in life: engineering and racing, and in this restaurant touring, and um, and now I have my own uh, uh, engineering consulting firm that I continue to work in engineering, servicing um, the energy sector, oil and gas, and doing doing what I enjoy: working on big, highly engineered rotating machinery like gas turbines. So. Um, right. Through all this, uh, as far as investing, my wife and I learned a lot about traditional investing. Um, And like most people learn, eventually if you do it long enough, you find out how much you don't like it and you look for something better, you know, so... um, and I'm not sure if you want to have that discussion now or... We'll oh, oh, come, right? come to that. I, I, yeah. Since
0: we're on, on, you kind of are starting now. One thing none of you guys have talked about yet, and I won't tell your children this, is your children. Um, and uh, so so obviously all, I know all of your your, your children and a uh, big part of your lives. And So maybe that would be a good lead way into invest, investing is talk about our children a little bit and, and how you've involved them in here with DLP, with, with investing, um, and how you're kind of thinking about... Uh, you know, bringing them up to, to, to learn the lessons that, that you've each learned in the world of investment and, and otherwise. So um, you just want to start, start us off there? Sure.
1: sure. Okay. Okay. So we have uh, three children, Morgan, McKenna, and Drew, and, you not know, seem like children anymore. Uh, my youngest, Drew, is going to turn 20 in a couple of days, and my oldest, Morgan, is uh, 24. Uh, so, you know, our whole lives, we've been and worried about college educations and how are we going to pay for it and such and that's really why ray and i originally got into buying rental properties for students near lehigh and the goal was to be able to save money for their uh, education and that's what we did and when we did sell that eventually that money did pay the education but along the way in addition to to that money we were putting money into 529 plants and we also transferred money each year i uh, so, I thought that our business was doing very well. We had enough, you know, positive cash flow, that, and, and we had the ability to uh, gift money each year tax-free. So we would, at the end of each year, we would transfer money to our children's name as part of our own little long-term finan- uh, we call that transition uh, asset transition. For that. Uh, well, so we ended up having cash, and in the end, we didn't really know what to do with it. Invested money directly in stock markets. I never had success in that. My success always came from just working hard, building hours, developing properties, and you know, the harder I worked, the more we would do. The easy money never came our way. You know, when we had an idea to invest in something, it never worked. So we didn't know what to do with the kids' money, and we just had it sitting basically in the bank account. And then through our relationship with Don and, <coughs> and Phil P, you know, we learned they're not accredited investors, so they can't invest in uh, the private equity funds but there is a vehicle for them to invest in the notes. So that's what we've done a couple of years ago. So they're actually clients of DLP as well. Uh, We have, all of them have money, you know, invested. And um, my son has really uh, taken an interest in real estate. Now I've always done a little bit of work on the side, but it wasn't like a nurturing, the process of teaching him real estate. We would just go out and do dirty jobs on projects, you know? So he's learned along the way, but he really has, Decided to pursue a career in real estate work, whether that's uh, as, uh, you know, just in property management, development, or being a realtor. Uh, and a lot of that comes from from Don and seeing what Don has done and what DLP has done. And he's had been very fortunate to have an opportunity to work here as a co-op uh, last summer, and he'll be back here again in a couple of weeks this summer. So I think that what I've done <coughs> is, is kind of teach him some basic, basic work ethic skills and ability to do physical jobs but i think what he's learning here is how to really run a business in real estate <coughs> you know ventures so it's been a really great uh, for us not only financially to for dlp to provide a, a savings mechanisms or an investment mechanism for my children but even more so directly participate and, and learn and i think uh, motivate them and inspire them awesome
3: yeah, we have two children, uh, Ray and Julie. Julie just walked down the hall. Julie's, uh, <laughs> Julie's 21. It's hard to believe our kids are that old, and Ray is 20. And Julie goes to Immaculata uh, University as a, a marketing person. And So uh, Ray is uh, at Stride College, and he's looking at some kind of career in trade or the Army at this point. And um, he's working at a uh, uh, delivering um, um you know, at a delicatessen and doing uh, food preparation and delivery and things like that. And he enjoys the activity moving around and stuff. So uh, they're they're on their way. It's nice to see that they're getting some career interest and in starting things, earning a little bit of money and stuff like that. Like Andy said, we tried to involve them in our IT business. <clears> and so they would do um, uh, I- administrative work in our office. They'd Uh, do some copying. They do some just to see what the professional office was like. So that was very important. And then it was very important. You know, they worked with Don, Ray, uh, rehab. He liked the physical work, so he'd rehab some buildings, uh, which was a lot of fun for him. And then Julie has been doing co-ops here in the marketing department. So we're very thankful that Don has allowed our children to see a very professional organization. It's very hard for people to get started in something or a lot more possibilities for children to do things today than what was available for us. So just getting them exposed to things. I watched what Don has done and I've opened up our business now to other people coming in, neighbors and family members to do it just to be exposed to computer science. It's just very important to do. And I, I watched you do it and I didn't realize how it's very easy to do. Right. Yeah. And then as people, uh, you never know what kids are going to pick up or what they're interested in or what they really learn. And uh, our kids are, uh, you know, are, so they, I think they do understand real estate and our goal is uh, over time, that they would each have some real estate, personal real estate that we could help them with, as well as uh, you know become investors in your company. They're just sort of a little early stage for that, but they're they are starting to pay attention and ask the right questions, and I think they'll they'll
5: be real estate in their future. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, John. So we have one daughter, <clears throat> Janelle. <clears throat> We're very proud of her. Um, she went to Moravian College and uh then she got herself into georgetown university and got a sports management degree and since then she's been working for the usga the united states golf association over in four hills new jersey which uh which is just a fabulous job for her she does a great job and uh her 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 main focus is that, that her small group basically put on the us open every year and us golf open so she's very happy with that um she was away a little bit but she's back in the area now, living in Easton. Uh, but when she got out of school, um, <clears throat> she she wanted to have her own place. And she, she ended up getting, uh, purchasing a little 125 year old home here at Bethlehem.
0: Spring Street.
5: Spring Street, exactly. And uh, she she had it for two years. And we we're proud of her that she was willing to take this on. You know, when I was her age, I wanted to do something like that, but I didn't have the courage to take it on, but she did. She had a little support from mom and dad, but um, she had that for two years, and she did a beautiful job. of uh, It was in pretty good shape when she got it, even though, because even though it had the age that it had, but she fixed a lot of it up and went through it and kind of refurbished it and, and got it in very nice shape. And then um, she wanted, to, I believe, she moved out of the area briefly, and she needed to sell it. She went to Hoboken, as a matter of fact, where there are a lot of twenty somethings riding bikes and running and she did all those things. So anyway, and her work was over at that end. But she um, <clears throat> enlisted the help of, of, of Don and DLP to sell that little house in Bethlehem and um, went wonderfully well. And, and and I should also add that that Don and DLP also helped sell under difficult circumstances, uh, my wife's sister's house down in Westchester. And as a matter of fact, in, in a different period of time, DLP also helped us um, sell, um, uh, a friend of my wife who had passed away or she was single. So there was, was difficult to process that whole thing. So we've had nothing but tremendous support and good experiences in these difficult, uh, sales situations, <clears throat> but Janelle did well with her, her, sale. And she, she took that money and, um, she's an investor, a young investor with, with, uh, with DLP and she's, when she started out, she was, skittish she didn't really know what she was getting into but she's learned all about it now and she she loves it she comes to the dinners Uh, she was there last night um with her boyfriend and um she she really she's she's added to her investing and now she sees how it works and she's so passionate and excited about it so it's neat to see um because a lot of us investors you know at these meetings we're we're uh Mature, shall we say? It's, it's nice <laughs> well, to see these, nice <laughs> it's, it's nice to see these kids yeah. come along and, and, and be the future investors of deal. I, I, I love to see that, and I think I'm beginning to see others too, as you all had mentioned some. So, so, so that, that, that's really good and uh, um, so you know we'll, we'll look forward to the future of more of that.: awesome.
1: You've all referenced somewhat indirectly, but, but certainly in, in a way when you we're discussing your kids certain principles that seem to have gotten you through when you first started and now through to today on a long-term scale. So <clears throat> what are some of the things that have been key principles to you? And
3: you know, did you develop you know develop those over time? What are some of the things that you're looking to help and
1: what you've instilled in, in your kids that you would want to see continued on uh, that have helped you to be successful? I'll comment on it. The first thing that came to my mind as you said this, and, I, and I've always felt this, in our IT business, you know, I've talked to my kids about this. Is that uh, you know, success, you know, whether personal or like financial success, is really a byproduct. It's, if your goal is success or you want to make money, you make you know decisions for maybe the wrong reasons. I think if you provide a good value, if you do the right thing, uh, if you treat people the way you want to be treated, success is really a byproduct of that. And that's something I actually see. Very clearly with DLP, and it's, it's not just uh, my original involvement was with Don. I got to know Don first, but everyone I meet here, you know, it's just an organization of vibrant, energetic people that treat me um, like an excellent, you know, customer, like a, a friend, a partner, and I believe that DLP is um, actually uh, doing, you know, what I've said and, and I've talked about my son earlier, and you know, trying to teach him certain things. What I've learned about kids. You can tell them things all the time, and you can know, tell them something, but either maybe they aren't getting it, but you as a parent don't always feel like they're listening. Yeah. But then you see it in somebody else, right? Sure. And then you know they get it. So my son comes home and says, "Dad, you should see what Don's doing. You know, you know, if you work really hard, you know, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> the things that I've been saying. You know, but it, it takes he's uh, trying to it, inspire you know, in like him. <laughs> he's actually learning, or maybe he's at least communicating back some of the things. So collectively, we're all Building you know him together, but uh, that's really the thing that I, I feel is important. If you want to be successful, uh, do the right things, and success right. comes as a byproduct. Yeah,
2: that's
3: awesome. yeah we try to boil our, our work ethic, our religious background, everything to a couple of things that the kids could understand early on. And so there were three: work hard, which is what Andy said that really we got from our parents. Done, you would understand that. Uh, be kind. So it was very important that, uh, you know, as you become successful, that you have to remember that other people have the different levels of success or how you're coming across or how someone might take something. And then the last one was to think, you know, so you have to think about where you're going and what you're going to do. So we try to boil it down into one or two word phrases. And we've been saying that same thing over and <laughs> over and over again. And I, I was talking to my dad once and I said, well, you know, I didn't realize how many times we'd have to repeat these things <laughs> over and over. They said, yes, you have to repeat it a thousand times. But it is now 2021. 20, they are starting to get it. there. They're, it's a really a pleasure. They're very, uh, they are working harder and they are very kind to the people around them and they are starting to, th- starting to think <laughs> at 21. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, t- t- as we said, it's a lot that you can go into, you know, but the the basics are still the same. And as we go into them, then I think those will occur. And then there's the technical or the financial parts or whatever they do, the industry parts, whatever they're going to do. And so they have a lot to choose from and they're starting, uh, they're starting on their way. So it's a, it's a fun time to watch them. That's funny
0: that you say that Larry and I are in uh a- uh, a small group uh, focused on parenting young kids, and uh, and we're reading a book called "The 14 Gospel Principles of Raising Children" or something of that effect. And that's one thing to talk about is how it's it, you don't think it's the process of raising kids. You think you tell them something, they don't. You know, you don't tell them so many times, again and again and again and again and again. Um, but that's what, that's what it takes Uh, the same simple message over and over. And over. I asked my
3: dad, well, how did that happen in our family? So "Well, we would sit down and at the dinner table. So it was very important to eat together. So we do that in our family, we we get together, we eat and we talk about things and that's where you repeat it. So that's very important we were laughing because you know it's it's with some you just think well how many times do you have to say it and you know you're really good (laughs) and your kids very young they they go into it you know a phase as it gets a little older and then they sort of like come around again a little bit my wife and i were in church one time and the, the priest was talking in the homily he was saying you know as parents you may find that you you know you go through these things and then uh you know you die and after you die your children reflect back like, Sue that's it. Our kids are going to know this after we die. They're still going to remember. Like, there's hope for us
0: after we die.
3: But it's it is funny now. Like, that was in high school. Now you can kind of see it coming around. Now.
4: <laughs> so you oh, never know. You never know the never impact
3: done. it's going to be. And
1: it's a marathon and not a sprint. <laughs> it is a
3: marathon. Oh, it is. But it, it's been great to watch them. They really blossom now. Yeah. Awesome.
5: <clears throat> Well, yeah, you know, like, like everyone says, it's uh, <clears throat> parenting is the most difficult job in the world. You, you, we don't go anywhere to learn about parenting. You, you learn as you do, <clears throat> and I think you know, a lot of people end up doing a pretty good job. They figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, uh, Janelle had the um, uh, advantage, I should say, of, of, of growing up in a Christian household, and, and so that that provided the platform. I think <clears throat> the way you know, mom and dad live i mean these kids observe and i don't just listen to what you tell them but they observe what you do and they know what you do and uh you know we uh, hopefully we're good models role models for her growing up and we tried to give her the right directions um obviously the things that i've heard andy and ray say uh, um, we, we all, and yourself don't we we agree with all those things you know you try to install instill character and integrity and 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 uh, all, all those virtues that are important for a young person and we put her in a good school system tried to put her in the right environment, uh, but you know I'm proud to say that she and pretty much turned turn her loose, you know and because ultimately the kids are going to decide on their own path. And um, we tried to give her all that we could give her without telling her or demanding. and she followed the right path and um, uh, follows the right path in life to this day. You know, keep, keeps, keeps herself on a narrow path of doing the right things. She understands the importance of the values that, again, you guys mentioned as far as finding something that she could be passionate about. You love doing it, you do it well, and the, the rest of it will take care of itself, the success and the financial part. And that's how she pursues her life. And, uh, you know, we're thrilled to see that. And uh, we know that um, uh, she's on the right path, she'll stay on the right path. So, yeah, we feel blessed.
2: this and he said I just wanted to call and tell you and tell dad how much I appreciate you he said you know he's, he's got a friend there that's kind of struggling in a lot of different ways and he said you know I just think about like I, I compare my life and my upbringing to what they're going through and he said so basically I'm just calling you know to say I appreciate you and I was like no money you're not calling for money <laughs> No, I'm just calling for that like, yeah yeah. So that was a That's nice right. thing to is. like right. for me to to hear that he actually processed that he thought about it. Not only did he come to that conclusion, but then he called to even let us know. So, so thanks was for passing that on.
1: This all about <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wanted to, to go back slightly to
2: um, when you were talking about we were talking about the kids working here, and, and um, one of the things that I thought was impressive is that. Um, you you basically opened it up to our kids to come in and work and and not just from the fact of hiring them to do work, but to like be that transparent that you're gonna have, you know, drew in there touching papers and things that are yours. So um, also last night when Andy was gonna speak, I was thinking about how transparent you are in the other respect of having your investors in, in uh, mass in a place and have potential investors come in and um, you know how masses work, right? They can be like positive or negative inertia. And, uh, you know, so you have a lot of confidence in the fact that getting investors together is going to work. And then bringing in new people to these people who, obviously, if they're not happy, will certainly, you know, show the potential to the door. So, um, you know, I think that's, that instills confidence in us um, in terms of investing because we just know that you know we feel it's very transparent
0: so these principles that you talked about selling your kids the the principles of hard work and is is what let a lot of you guys you know here and that you guys did the hard work of building your your wealth um, and uh, bringing it to be able to invest with us and then we've been able to have the pleasure of helping you earn returns on on that that wealth. so um, so, you know, over the number of years now that you've been with us, you know, how has the, you know, uh, the returns and, and the, you know, the confidence, I guess, in the future of the returns, uh, affected, you know, life? How, what have you been able to do? How has it sort of changed, uh, viewpoints or how has it affected some of your non-work in- interests? How, how, has it kind of changed life in, in any way for you? Well,
1: I'll start again. Start to <laughs> so for me, I i've always felt that if you you know work hard, you know you can just make more money and i 'll just keep i didn 't have an exit strategy. I just was going to keep on working and as long as you know I worked, you know good things happen to us uh, but as i've gotten older and i 'm fifty six now i 'm starting to think of like the end game you know so although Ray and I did sell various uh, real estate you know interests and we've invested that money with DLP, we have continued to on just a few occasions have bought some you know investment properties and and as everything we do now if we have say a 20-year mortgage you know that's going to be paid off for us when i'm 75 so it's not like i'm 30 investing so that i can retire in 60. the things we do now will impact either us very late in life when hopefully we won't need it or they'll be for the you know the next generation so So for me, what I like about DLP is that it affords me the flexibility. I can see my way now through to retirement. Before it would be, I'd have to work on these properties. And you might think of yourself as retired, but it's a heck of a lot of work. And it's at a time in your life when that's actually very hard to do. So investing with DLP now uh, in, in many roles is completely passive, right? I have very capable, energetic knowledgeable people running that and i get to participate you know in in the benefits of that so for me it's changed my life and that now i think of life after work because for me even retirement was going to have work associated with it so uh even though i still do work and i like to continue to work in my mind i feel now semi-retired because i'm working because i like it But if I chose not to, I have enough interest now that we can see we have enough income, steady, consistent income. So I know that you know I know people that have invested in you know high tech internet companies during the boom and made big money, and and DLP doesn't afford me those opportunities. I'm not going to make a thousand percent return in a year, but what I'm going to make is between ten and and we've well you know. on average, maybe 10 to 15, but there's been other opportunities in the past that's been up much higher than that. But we can count on very consistent, um, solid returns that are above what we can get anywhere else. And that's really what's changed for us, is that consistency. And that just gives us peace of mind and uh, takes a lot of pressure off in terms of looking to the future. Awesome.
3: Awesome. You right? Yeah, so um, it's very similar to Andy's story. We... Uh, I'm at the point in our lives where we have more money than we can going spend. Right? So it really does take the pressure off. It allows us to do anything we want to do at any time. You can write a check, right, and, and take some money out of the DLP investments. Uh, just a world of difference over 30 years with half of a percent and 12.5%. It's just, it's, it's a, you know, it's unbelievably the, the miracle of uh, compound interest, right? and so we we're we're okay with our health and our uh where we want to live and what we want to do it's we're we have abundance now and we share that with our we mentioned our children earlier we share that with our children our children are not going to have to worry right we know uh, we'll always worry about them but they won't really have to worry Um, we have uh, institutions that we're involved with in downtown bethlehem uh, museums and educational institutions and things like that. And we can now support them uh, beyond what we can do. And uh, we can travel and go where we want to go. So it's uh, it's really gives us a complete peace of mind. And we know that uh, every year it's, it's uh, the consistency and what we do. And and we put more and more into it as we go. And it's just been uh, really just a great experience. It allows me now to, to you know, as we, I'm, I'm still gonna work and be active, but allows us to have a much, much bigger impact on our family, our extended family, our interests, our travels, and our community. And it just makes, it, it just allows me to be, uh, have a bigger influence and, and too, uh, on the, the people around us. Awesome. It's wonderful.
4: I guess what I've seen in DLP is I, um worked in a brokerage firm for 25 years. So I worked through three stock market crashes, the major one in 87. And so I've seen people's investments, my own, you know, they go down with these market crashes. Then we went through the housing crisis, which really was the banks, the laws were there, but the banks did not follow the spirit of the laws that were written. They just went off giving mortgages to people who had no reason to have a mortgage at all. But what I see at DLP is that Don follows a specific criteria. He stays by that criteria, and he doesn't vary to make a quick profit. It's it, And so that's what's been working. So that's why I feel the investments are safe, as safe as they can be. You know, it's not a AAA government bond, but um, <laughs> it's as safe as you can be. So that's what I enjoy.
5: Huh? Yeah, so I think... Um, I, i sort of think along the lines that that andy's expressed a couple times that i've always felt most of my life that um whatever i get and and we get and i'm I'm able to produce for my family is going to come as a result of the hard work of my own hands and my own brain that's how i've always believed that and so i'm very entrepreneurial i've done basically four different companies and a lot of other stuff that's similar to entrepreneurial Worked very hard my wife we've worked hard and we we, we've um, you know did okay throughout Life and and um, a benefit, of course, from selling a company, but small company. But um, investing becomes important at some point along the ways because you you really can't do everything with your own hands. You have to invest successfully somewhere, and so we had lots of investing experiences, shall we say? Um, and the traditional investments never worked. It was always oh yeah, you, you knew that. It was just from the work of your own hands that you're ever going to get anywhere. The traditional investments were always disappointing. And uh, you know what the, all the traditional investments are, the stocks, the bonds, the, all that stuff. <clears throat> so we went, we experienced the stock market crash of 87. And then we, three of them, then we experienced the stock market crash of 2001. Then we experienced the stock market crash of 2008 and, uh, and, and all this other stuff that goes along with it. Um, and i experienced even investing in 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 this other firm that led me to banana joe's and um we did okay in life up to this point but we were looking for some place that you could invest and um then we then we found out about don uh early on we were we're entering our sixth year of investing now so and i think you guys are a little bit even more than that but um we learned and we immediately we attracted to the possibility because I we knew a lot about DLP. We had listened to the radio and learned a lot being in the area. We thought, well oh, you could invest with DLP." We knew what all about them, but you could invest with. Them. So we we immediately got uh, involved with Don, and and uh, it's diametrically opposed to traditional investing. Um, we want to invest in businesses that we know are good are like to produce and are going to be. Pr- successful and profitable, and we can benefit from it. We don't want to invest in the traditional investments, which are totally subjected to emotions, to geophysical forces, geopolitical forces, things out of your control, which have nothing to do with how the businesses are running. That's what the Wall Street casino was all about. All this other stuff, it's got no bearing on business. I I find that completely mind boggling. And so we want nothing to do with that. We haven't had nothing but that. Now, of course, it looks good right now. There's been a write-up, crash here, crash here, crash here. Here we are now. There'll be future crashes, too, because it's not business. It's the Wall Street Casino. So I mean, I'm very, I feel very strong about this because of the experiences you go through. And we made good decisions. we were informed decisions, but that's what your options were. But with Don? You know, Ultimately, you, you invest not just in, 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 in a team, a, per, a leader like Don and a, his team of people with core competencies that know how to do things very, very well so they'll be successful. That's one of the keys to entrepreneurship. We know that you have that here with DLP. But then the thing you really invest in, invest in is, because that's, every investment's a risk, right? It's always a risk. What you're really investing is the individual. What kind of a person is Don? He's the, he's, he is DLP. And I understand, DLP could go on without you Talked about that last night. But, but you are DLP. And, and, and if you took a six-month sabbatical, DLP would still be Don Winner. That's, that's just what it is. And, and so, um, you know, to, to know that you have a leader that is a good person, that's someone you can trust, you're really investing in, in the human being. In the person, I mean, the business you got, you know, he knows, he knows how, the business, how to do the business better than anybody. But but you're really investing in an individual. You're trusting him. I mean, it's everything's got risk. Well, I I, I consider this zero risk uh, with 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 DLP and with Don Winter because he's a man of integrity, of honor, of family. You know, and getting to know Don as you guys have uh, over the years. We, we know, we, we, we we're probably bursting trying to get our message out to the other people in that room of 300 people, potential investors, but what we really know about DLP and Don, if you only knew what we knew, you wouldn't even be asking yourself the question if this is a good idea or not. It doesn't get any better. We're completely comfortable. Um, uh, you're really investing in the person. And, and, and so um, knowing all that, we have complete peace of mind. The opposite of our early experiences is investing. Uh, not only are we investing, but we're having a good time. It's enjoyable. As we all know, we're, you're part of something. You know, you're not just, yeah, sending your money down the road, take care of it for me, invest in something good, and maybe we'll make a profit or maybe we won't. You know, we're, we're, we're enjoying it, it's family, it's fun, um, it's worthwhile, it's got value, it's fulfilling. It's not just investing, it's not just getting money. It's having a great time in life, and so our life's totally turned around, and <clears throat> it's changed the trajectory of our life. Um, we're not sweating the investment losses anymore, or the miserable investment investment gains, uh, however small they were before DLP. So now um, things are. We had dreams and goals, which we were okay in life before this, but we couldn't quite reach our dreams and goals. Now we reach all our dreams and goals. Life's enjoyable. Um, we're able to help others uh it's completely changed the trajectory of our life to the point that we had dreamed we could achieve and now we've achieved it and we're living it and uh we feel very passionate about it it's it's just so positive it's totally changed our life and um you know we hope that a lot of others can benefit from the same thing
3: we, we feel the same way. We um, started really very-, very small. We started with a $50,000, $100,000 loan, a mortgage. And every step of the way, it's been negotiating with Don, the next best deal, the next best. And we really, we've been since 2012, so it's seven years. And it's it really has been started from the very first. It says, we'll give it a try. We'll give it a try. Try this. Try the next thing. And everything you've ever done has just been the next level of building up, uh, just a wonderful organization that as i said earlier has allowed us to live our live our dreams uh, we make more money with these investments than i made with any of the other investments that i personally manage and run it's more successful
1: John, you mentioned that at events you like share in the news and you know, you're very enthusiastic about it i had an event in my house uh, about a month ago and i brought about 40 friends neighbors co-workers together to really to hear and be exposed to this and one of the, uh, the guys there, a friend of mine, he said, it's really nice of you to do this for Don. And, and I actually said to him, I'm not doing this for Don. I, I asked Don to do this for me. I'm doing this for you. I'm trying to give you <laughs> exposure to something that I think is really good. What you do with it, how you decide to move forward, it's all up to you. I get nothing out of this other than I want to share information. You I know, felt strongly enough about it to kind of initiate that. So. Absolutely.
5: Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's great that you did that. That was awesome.
2: I think, too, um, you know, each of you guys have talked about your own entrepreneurship, you know, starting your own companies and doing all that. That's I think they see that in you and like you're younger and have a little more energy. You know, it's (laughs) nice to like be able to kind of see something growing. A lot lot more energy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So,
1: so. you know, speaking of that, just as a side note, I'll just. For what it's worth, uh, you, you hear stories about Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and Zucker, Zucker Zuckerberg, Zucker. and it's impressive. But it's on TV, you know, it's happening. But it's we, we've actually several times felt we're getting to watch it, kind of, you know, from the inside. You know, we don't know where it's all going to go. We met Don, uh, you know, six seven years ago. He's probably in his you know mid lower to mid twenties. And we just we just see a lot of growth, you know, not only just in Don individually, but in you know the people and the facilities and you walk down the hall. It's impressive. So it's at, you mentioned, John, it's just kind of fun, you know, and we feel the same way. And I, I just and not only are we participating, but I also enjoy sitting back and just watching why watch every presentation is always gotten better they're pretty consistent now i don't see big changes it's just kind of you're very good at it but in the beginning you could really see the growth and the difference and it was just fun to watch and i'm really curious where it ends and how it all ends up absolutely. and i'm glad to be a part of it so you feel privileged
0: to be part I, of it absolutely yeah that's how we feel awesome so you gave us a lot of uh, awesome feedback on things we're doing well um we're, we definitely want to improve um always so any feedback you can give us on what we could do to, to improve? You know, it kind of gave me a little side point there that we need to get these presentations better. They're kind of too consistent. So, <laughs> <laughs> noted. You know, every time I would
1: go, I would say to the team, he keeps getting better. He's getting better. But now I go, that's just done up there. I don't even know go, you're good. You don't have to get better. Um, I have to think about that one. I'll defer to others first. Why? Because I can't, I, have to, I don't
2: have anything come to mind. At the well, I one thing that I was. Thinking is um, you had mentioned a few things about well this this particular fund's better for um, you know uh, not paying the taxes right, like deferring the taxes mm-hmm. and all that and I don't think when we've put money into the funds we've actually thought about which fund would be the better one for us to do f- based on that so um, I think it would be good to you know kind of ask people what you know what are you trying to do and I you know we just kind of said. And that's probably partly our fault, mostly our fault, because we're just like, Yeah, Don, put it in this fund. Wow, this sounds nice, put it in that fun. But i we didn't really give it the thought process, so it'd be good to have like a little um, more guidance about that. Awesome. Often. That's great
1: feedback. And maybe like uh, it's kind of we talked on the way over, we know what the funds are. You know, little there's little descriptions of them but maybe why, why is this one You know, for some people maybe prepared. if your situation is this, if you're nearing retirement, maybe you consider this. We know that you're not a financial planner, right? You're providing these uh, investment vehicles and you many times say you need to talk to your tax accountants and other advisors and I, I do understand they need to be different, but just helping your average sure. investor with little better differentiation of the pros and cons relative to their own to situation yeah. and needs. Maybe you're selling a business, maybe you're selling real estate to get into this. That's different than you have money in the bank that's already tax, taxed money. Sure. Um, so you know, I know it's hard probably to sure. do that, it's but some good. level guardrails to help people yeah. like us that really don't give. You think that we spend yeah. a lot of time and really think about this. We don't, and I can't help but think most investors are like that. You get a feeling and uh, you move with it and um, yeah. you know, maybe don't have all I the information. The the experience.
5: <clears throat> From my observation, I think it seems to me that you all are sort of slowly starting to come up to speed on this area and starting to touch on it and starting to be more helpful. When we started out, we had the same, we didn't know, we didn't give enough thought. We didn't really know anything about it. That wasn't really something in the early years of investing with you that 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 was on the table. There was other priorities. But that's coming around. I think it's becoming more to the forefront now, it seems to me. But we what we did was we kind of learned it on our own. And we had a chance to learn because we got involved in so many different as you all probably have too, so many different tools, so many different investment vehicles, the different funds and the SMAs and this and that, that I figured it out. We figured it out. Well, wait a minute. If you do this and this, and if you you balance these investments, it's almost like diversification, uh, uh, including the aspect of of tax benefits, adding that tax benefit or, or tax sheltering to your overall diversification. And that's what we've done. We're still we're pretty good now, we've learned it, and, and uh, asked Bob a couple of questions actually about it, and you guys have helped. So it is something that could be, it, could, it would be helpful probably to those that are less knowledgeable. Sure. We've sort of figured it out for ourselves. but the point I wanted to make is, having figured it out, it, I, I, we're sort of flabbergasted at, at, if you do a good job of that, how well you can really do for yourself by benefiting from the available uh, equity funds that have the tax shelter benefit, And blending it with the other ones and and you you do enormously well when it comes to current year tax obligations there's a lot of deferment opportunities and then it becomes capital gains and that's dramatic and that's such an important tool and i I hope that that does become more understood by others
3: awesome the thing that i liked is that you were a problem solver right you understood finance understood real estate and then We'd have a conversation and you say well i can help you with that right so we wanted to we were thinking about doing some other real estate so well why would you do that why don't you come with me we'll do this and i'll give you this return like well, why don't we try that we kept going through it so you spend time understanding what i needed to do what i i was selling something i needed to transfer something i needed to do a ten thirty nine exchange or something and so you would say i got a lawyer who can help you try this and so each of those steps you were excellent on explaining prioritizing. So I got that personal advice from you directly from being early on. And I still get it. I'm just amazed. I still get it. We're going to get some today. Right. So we're going to keep <laughs> getting it, which is great. So I really value your time. Once a year, we sit down and do the plan. All the other stuff kind of catches up. So you've been growing and going very quickly. So getting K-1s like the day before the taxes are due, like that. That's like some of these are right at the end. I'm very uh, understanding of that because I understand how hard it is to get all that stuff done. So, uh, in the past, I've just extended my taxes and say, get whenever you get them done, I will put them in, you know, so you're doing a great job. Well, the paperwork can come, but I've noticed you really been focusing on them. That's really coming. Um, I like, uh, online stuff that you have, uh, and just, it would be great if everything were online, everything were integrated. So I, you know, I love what you have. I like to get a lot more on there. What we do, with spreadsheet, it would be great if all that were on there. So it's it's that paperwork and online stuff that really is like the financial stuff that would really help me. But that's a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit of feedback compared to everything else. It, the, 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 the returns have been spectacular, right? The personal attention, the availability mm-hmm. to speak. I can I, I'm amazed at how you respond to emails uh, as quickly as you do. It's just very attentive to questions and and the uh, issues and problems and addressing those I think you say that we solve pro- pro- you know solve problems through real estate and finance is exactly my experience. Right? So just a couple things and I've been happy to let those just write up as you put them together just thrilled to get things that help me be more you know more efficient with my fi- you know my own personal finances.
4: Awesome. I think the first time I went to see the house up in Palmerton I went with Ray. <laughs> and it was actually it was a nice house it was a nice two-story house it was nice nice neighborhood and everything and the water pipes they didn't turn off the water pipes, so the whole house was a disaster with with water being all over the place and some other things and I, i you know i went up going oh my god who's gonna pay for all this and so ray and andy being in student houses and college students doing everything they possibly can to destroy a house said, oh, this is an easy fix. You can just do this, this, and that. This won't cost anything. But as I was walking through the house, I was saying to myself, well, I could live here, except for the water pipes (laughs) and And then we went to a couple other places that needed work on them, the same thing. And every house I looked at, I said, I actually could live here. It just needs some fix up. I can't do it, and I don't understand the cost of it or anything like that, but since you have a crew that can come in and do it, and do it reasonably, it made sense to do it so i was happy. so i do like the before and after pictures uh, you know i don't think i'm a <coughs> screwdriver It'd be people are in trouble if i do that <laughs>
0: hopefully our marketing team got that we need well, that's something we need to do better more before and after photos sh- we we'll yeah. julie on that <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah. i like to hold on
5: comments and, <clears throat> and reinforce what what you said Ray. i, I agree that down through the, all these years um anytime I've had to communicate, ask a question, get advice, get input, I'd go to Don or, 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 or Bob or Larry or, I mean, it, starting with Don, the whole team is all over helping you out with whatever comes up and helping you to do, achieve whatever you've got to achieve within your investing with DLP. That's always been the case and it's, it's really a strength. And you don't lose any time. <clears throat> you don't have to wait for support. It's instantly there all the time. Yes. So I, I wanted to follow up yeah, on
1: that. Yeah, that's a great point. Awesome. I guess I got this, isn't a, this isn't a negative or anything, but it's something that I think about is we talk about that level of responsiveness and attention. And the the concern I have, or just a thought I have, is, well, how, can you scale that? You know, when you talk about in 2025, we want a billion under management, a billion of assets. And, you know, at what point do we become... So small investors in the big scheme of things that, uh, that, you don't that we don't, you know, we don't <laughs> think so, so I don't know how you, I don't know how you'll do it, and that'll probably be a big challenge. But I think most of the people that I meet in the investor meetings, they all feel the way we feel. They feel a personal connection with you, and, I, and it all started with you. But I got to admit, it's really gone for me. To many other members of the team like Larry, you know, Larry and Bob is our client, you know, investment managers. This is excellent. And I I feel I can talk to them directly and I'm getting the right thing. I don't feel I need to to go to you. Uh, but paying attention to that and when you somehow scale to whatever level you get to, if, if you can feel if all your, your audience or your customers continue to feel that, you know, it, it's just a the sky's the limit. And I, I think when that ends someday, if that were to end, I think it becomes, you know, for other investors in the future, it's just another investment. But I think your your current investors, although it is an investment vehicle, there's more passion and direct connection. So I'd encourage you to, you know, continue to focus on that as you continue to scale.
0: Awesome. Cool. So I want to be respectful of respect everybody's time. So, um, so I'll just kind of maybe give one last uh, question. So, you know, we're going to course as you guys know we have these mics in front of us and these cameras behind us so it's no surprise that we're uh, recording this and and hopefully lots of other people will, will listen to a lot of the great things you said here and, and get some value out of it so any any last uh thoughts you'd like to share to somebody who if they watch a piece of this uh this, this video later that you think would be you know most uh most meaningful for them to understand or, or think about as they're considering this investment
3: so I, I can start. I've been an investor since the first time I met you. And you've you know, cajoled the first m- money out of me. Um, I, have, I just cannot believe how successful it's all been. And uh, I tell everybody, if they say, well, what are you doing? I um, I've must have referred you know, dozens of people t- uh, to the organization. I feel very strong about it. I tell everybody they need to do their own you know, research. Every tire I've kicked, every question I've asked, everything I've ever done has always been uh, uh, through all the integrated operations that you put in. I I was in the business with Andy for 30 years and I had to throw in the talents. I cannot compete with this. This is really first class, rock salad, superior <clears throat> returns, real estate, finance and business building. I, I think it is the best game in town. As far as I'm concerned, it's the best game in the Lehigh Valley and you're rapidly, you know, putting that all across the country. So I just cannot tell you how impressed I am with your uh, drive and your vision and the way you treat people. And uh, I, without hesitation, would be able to tell anybody. And I I continue to offer that. Anybody that wants to uh, hear firsthand how it feels to be an investor with Don uh, Winner, it's wonderful. It's not like nothing I've ever experienced in any other business uh and uh, I, I think it's uh, it's a really good um, reflection on yourself and it is a superior return in business. i just there's
5: nothing like it in the area you couldn't <clears throat> excuse me i couldn't see it better than, than Ray um, uh, man, it was very eloquent um, i I would say that um, for anyone that that has any doubt. They, they should compare <clears throat> Don yourself and, and the DLP structure and, and, and management team with um, you know other other things that have failed that they might fear well you know it's too good to be true type thing and people will always have that question as they as, as they're new to to anything including DLP. Just compare <clears throat> the way Don and DLP look and operate compared to these other failures, and these other places where you should not invest. Um, First of all, the type of individual that Don is. He's totally open, transparent. Um, He gives constant reporting every month on all the results of of, of all the funds, uh, the performance of all the investments. Uh, Every quarter, there's a a meeting to discuss, to present, as Don does, everything going on. Every employee is wide open to any question you might ask them at any time. There are third-party audits all the time on everything going on. Um, There is a qualifying these investment opportunities on on these major um, exchanges or or, or investment houses. Um, All these things that Don and DLP do, the people that are on American greed don't do. Those companies don't do any of those things. The owners kind of. Back, not quite sure what he's doing or where he's putting your money. There is no executive management team with decades of experience working with Don. There's none of that. There's this individual or maybe his crooked partner doing things with your money. Those things you fear. There's no big sophisticated organization. There's a guy that lives this lavish lifestyle. Don lives a frugal lifestyle. They are completely opposite. So anybody that has this question about, you know, oh, it's too good to be true, stop and analyze it. This is good and it's true, and those are too good to be true because they're not good and true. They're, they're, they're bad news. So you know, the whole structure is, is not like those failures. Those failures, if you look at them a little bit, you realize you do your due diligence on those structures. You know they're very, very bad. You don't want to invest there. Look at every one of those aspects, and in every case, DLP is doing it right, and that should give you complete peace of mind. Awesome.
1: Thank you, John. I've been invested or maybe six years now in, in many different types of, you know, opportunities. And for me, a big part and uh, Ray and John both touched on it is just transparency, right? I have access to all the records. I have access to the people. So I think of transparency and, um, uh, tangible, Right. You can actually see everything. You can come here, and there is a facility full of people doing things. I have my son working here, you know, giving me reports of what everybody's doing, and he has to scan five thousand leases, you know <laughs> dad, that's so hard. I'm yeah. like, okay, well, there's five thousand leases. you know little data points. Um, so and so I number one, I just think is transparency and such. But uh, the other thing is that, um, when we first started the barrier at the barrier, like the, to get in, right, you know, you could have smaller you know, amounts of contributions. And we didn't start with uh, some of the, the funds that are available today, which I think are excellent. And we're mainly migrating to those. We had more like one off type of deals in apartment complex here or there. And and, you know, you could maybe put different amounts of money. But now as the company grows for all the right reasons, you know, there are certain limits or kind of minimum requirements to get in. And on the surface, that might be very challenging. know for some people but what i found is that i'd encourage anyone who would be thinking about this to consider other sources of funds that may not be the funds you're thinking about i traditionally thought about my money in my bank account if i had money in a savings account that was money that i could invest but you could have money uh equity in your home that for example you could uh, refinance at you know, four or five percent, and invested at twelve percent. You know, there's uh, 401k money that can be transferred if you don't meet those uh, accredited venture quite cri- uh, cr- accredited yes. Uh, yes. investor uh, investor requirements. There is, there's there's uh, notes. You know, so there's many different vehicles. Uh, we look at our children and have invested. You know, they they're not accredited, but you know we can different. Members of your family can have different needs and abilities and a DLP provides a variety of vehicle, vehicles to invest with and you know you may find that you know you actually have as- access to these assets that if you think about it you could leverage them and i never did that for 30 years i just i had places paid off just sitting there and i no longer own places that are just sitting paid off they're financed appropriately and money's been extracted the equity has been extracted and invested uh, very soundly in dlp related uh, investment opportunities
0: awesome maybe anything to wrap us up
5: with
2: <coughs> um I feel that if people are, are cautious about investing with you that um, much like what you said do your due diligence but it's a whole different concept because if you have like um, you have these investment funds in other places or in the stock market or whatever you don't really feel like you can call up and say hey you know how's this going or have a, have a quarterly report where you can talk to you and ask questions so um, I think if people got to the point where they can feel the connection. That's, a that's important. That's been important for us. And, you know, it's not just a, a paper report or an email report that we get every once in a while. We know the people. I think it was a great, um, thing for us to go to the inner circle because we got to know you better and your wife and everybody, and it makes us that much more connected. It was a great idea. And, um, yeah, I certainly marked my calendar for the next one, so it was really nice. It was a very well done. It wasn't sales oriented. It was just very like family oriented and
4: low key and just very enjoyable time, So I had a number of friends that uh, have invested with you, but it took them a long time to yeah. invest. I had recommended it and then I had said to go to the, go to the different dinners that you had. They did. And a lot of times they went to five, six different dinners. And then finally, they were like, why didn't I invest earlier? And a lot of it had to do with the stock market crashed or something crashed. And they were like, that's it. I can't survive on getting uh, three cents out of my savings account. What am I doing here? And uh, so they did invest. And they've been happy with it.
1: One last point I make is, if, like I said, I've been an investor for a while, and I have many different experiences with DLP. So, if you have any uh, prospective uh, clients that would like to get a, a view from an actual, you know, client of yours, totally uh, unbiased, please pass my contact information on. I'd be happy to you know, spread uh, information
0: that I that I've learned. I uh, have feeling it's if people it. watch these videos, they're going to be asking to speak with some of you, so. My so <laughs> cell phone number <laughs> is you were going to give
1: them a line. <laughs> line. That's, my, that's my real number. Give me a call. <laughs> wow, awesome.
5: Always happy to do it. Yeah. i have
0: called on, on all of you for that many times. So. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Tina, Andy, Ray, Sue, John, for joining us here. Uh, really gave us a lot, of, a lot of time here this morning. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I really feel blessed. Similar to Andy uh, hosting an event at his house uh, a few weeks ago for us, just knowing that you're taking time out of, out of work, out of other priorities, out of, of things you need to do to come, come be here with us, and, and for the benefit of us, the benefit of our investors, um, doing this is, 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 a, is a great honor. You know, last night, you know, we had 157 of our investors at the event came out to show their support, and it's just, it's just an amazing feeling. And, some of our, our cl- very closest investors and friends and, and just thank you. Um, and thank you everybody who's watch, who watched here uh, this video here, first ever uh, investor roundtable uh, looking to do more of these again in the future and uh, appreciate your support. Thank you. This has been Don Wenner on the Impact Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. You can check out our other episodes by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. Or check us out online by going to impactwithdon.com. I encourage and challenge you to make an impact.